The following is designed to entertain and inform, not provide medical advice. Always consult your doctor before starting any treatment. Spire. Welcome back to the Kidney Stone Diet Podcast, a show about reducing your kidney stone risk and living your best life. I'm your host and fellow student, Jeff Saris. And I'm Jill Harris, your kidney stone prevention nurse. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. And you know, I'm partial to black hoodies. So the black uh, kidneystonediet.com hoodie, really like it. <laughs> it's looking good. You know, I had to get it for you. Uh-huh. And then I got a lightweight one too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a little summer. lighter weight, which I the first day I got it, I put it in the wash and I wore it and I don't know where the hell it is. So I got a heavy <laughs> one on, but I'm like, you know, you know, first of all, people always, you know what else I'm going to get? Oh, there's a new secret one. I just, I was at a, I was at, um, I was at a thrift store the other day as I always am because when I've been working on meal plan recipes. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to get new plateware because I get sick of doing. Um, and so I was going to my thrift store and I saw a mug and it said something and I'm like, Dang, I'm gonna make I'm gonna have Dave make a hoodie out of that one because I know the I know my kidney stone folks will love it. Nice. I, I'll release it later. But right now I wanted a kidneystonediet.com. So when I'm doing the show, people are like, who is this broad anyway? <laughs> oh, kidneystonediet.com. Yeah, so I got this. And then we got new stoner shirts put out on uh so if you go to kidneystonediet.com shop. You can see our T-shirt, hoodie, mug, water jug, our whole merch, uh, merchandise selection. And the reason, first of all, we make about six cents off these yeah. products. We don't make money off this. I want to make you guys understand that. I want you to understand that. We had so much. We had so many people saying it would be great if you had merch that our, the, our other partner, Dave, he uh, put all. I told him these are things that I think would people would like they love the stoner ones some people don't like that because it references pot which is not a big deal in my book but uh some people don't like it and but a lot of people do like that one so dave created a lot of the logos and stuff and so there's hoodies and all kinds of things at the shop and like i said we use a third-party vendor so they really make all the money not us we really make less than a dollar off each of these things. So we did them because you as audience members kept asking us for them. So there they are, whole shop, a whole line, all kinds of stuff. So there you go. I got a hat too, but I haven't worn it. I should, cause I need to dye my hair, but that's a whole different video. No, I love you know, the. I, I didn't spray it today. I love the one <laughs> short you did though about your hair. That was, really you know, good. the things that people, and I sprayed my hair on camera brown, uh-huh. you know, I mean, people just say funny things. I once had a therapist that just said, Jill, just people are funny. So anytime people say mean things about me behind the scenes or just kind of rude, I just say people are funny. Uh-huh. And then I do a video about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never use a person's name. Uh-huh. You got to make light about it. You yeah. have to. And being being on social media is just part of it. I think the other day on TikTok, I was talking about corn. Right. And I and accidentally I said corny. Well, I'm. I don't, I just misspoke and boy, did I get, I got it from TikTok for that. It's like, you know what? I am human just like everybody else. 
And uh, one of my teachings is we, we're not here to be perfect, folks. We're messy. We're human beings. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. And I would never want to hang around a perfect person. First of all, there's no such thing, but they're really boring. So, uh, you know, it, it's just what happens when you're on social media. But it's like, really? Give me a break. I misspoke. It is what it is. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Everyone just wants attention for something. And that's Absolutely. low hanging fruit to try. Yes. And it's real easy to do when you're behind a computer and nobody, you know, nobody would say that to my face. Right? Of course. It's just this way, way it is. Yeah. You get used to it. Oh, that's yeah. It. Yeah, sadly, yeah. it's just a, a fact of life now. But what do you say it we is. dive in? Should we dive into the All question right, this go. week? So again, the number is 773-789-8763 if you have a question. And here's our question from Carol. Hello, my name is Carol Jernigan, and I'm calling from Montgomery, Alabama. I just wanted to know if you take the skin off a red potato, how low an oxalate uh, is that, and is, would it be safe enough to eat? All right. That was Carol. That is a good question. It's a great question, and I often get this. I'm just searching something since mm -hmm. I see this. Um, since Okay. All right. Now. So she's asking, Carol from Alabama is asking a really nice question, and I get this often. Jill, what about if I peel the potato? Can I eat that? Is it safe? Will it have less oxalate? How much less oxalate will it have? I don't know. I don't know. I do know this. Harvard says this, folks. One baked potato with skin, one medium baked potato with the skin is 97 milligrams of oxalate. Okay? If you have one mashed potato, one cup, is 29 milligrams of oxalate. So typically if someone's having mashed potatoes, they did take off the skin. I recognize that maybe some of you leave it on, but yes, it seems the skin will have a lot more oxalate. Does that mean Carol can never have a baked potato with the skin on? And I think she specifically asked about red potatoes. Um, potatoes in general have higher oxalate, they just do. If the skin is on it, it seems that they have more oxalate. Could she have her red potatoes if she took the skin off? Yes. Could she have her red potatoes if she left the skin on? Yes. Why, Jill? It's higher in oxalate. Although it is, it doesn't mean Carol can never have uh, a red potato with skin on it. It could be, though, Carol wants to eat red potatoes all the time. In that case, I would say take the skin off. Okay. Whether you're having it with skin or not, please pair that meal with some calcium based beverage or food. So maybe you want to get some Greek yogurt and use it as sour cream, put some little chives on it, put it with the sweet, uh, with, with your red potato. If you don't want to drink milk or, uh, uh, an alternative milk, like coconut milk or, and coconut milk is the non-dairy beverage, not coconut milk in a can so, or flax milk or pea milk, those things that are not dairy, but do have calcium in it. Um, but I, if I do have a potato, I do, sometimes I do have half a baked potato and I do leave the skin on. 
So like Harvard says, a medium baked potato is 97 milligrams of oxalate. But if you have half, it's half. Pair that with uh, uh, non-dairy milk or regular milk, or like I said, use Greek yogurt as a sour cream alternative, uh, and you can definitely have it. It's what we do every single day in the quantity we do it, along with perhaps the most important thing, not getting any calcium. So that's so very important because calcium and oxalate bind together in your intestine, leave through the colon, through the stool, okay? So if you don't have calcium, at the same time, you have the really high oxalate food, that oxalate food gets metabolized, gets down to the colon, oxalate doesn't see his friend calcium, and he's like, well, actually in the small intestine, I don't see calcium, I'm going to get reabsorbed back into the system, and then that's how you get higher oxalate. So you want to leave the oxalate out the back door, literally, in your stool. So please have calcium with the higher oxalate food. So Carol, to sum this up for you, of course you can have your red potatoes. Of course. Have them once, maybe even twice a week. Make sure you pair them with calcium. Notice the portion you're having. I would only have a couple. They're not the healthiest things in the world anyway, right? Because it all breaks down into sugar. So if you're diabetic, of course, carbs, you want to watch that, but maybe you're not diabetic. So I just wouldn't do a large portion of those for other reasons, not just oxalate. Okay. So if you're like, girl, I really like the skin on my potato, please enjoy them. Know it's higher in oxalate, pair it with calcium, have a couple potatoes and get on your way. Okay. But you can take the skin off. I personally think they're less enjoyable, but they'll also have less oxalate. How much exactly? Well, mashed potatoes, one cup has 30, about 29 milligrams. So probably right around there. So it's still pretty high in oxalate, skin or no skin. So mind your portion with potatoes in general. Okay. That's my advice. Get your calcium when you're ever having potatoes. I don't consider potatoes a free food, meaning they're, they're, you definitely have to watch your portion anyway because there are a lot of calories typically and it all breaks down into sugar. So just you can have them, of course, just portions, not free food, meaning eat as much as you want. Don't do that. Not that Carol is, but I just trying to cover all my bases here. Yeah, Does that make sure. sense, Jeff? Oh, yeah, definitely. And then how much is that uh, debit card on Oxalate every day? Because we talk about yeah. that a lot. Right. So I always give, unless you have malabsorption issues, everyone gets a bank account of a hundred bucks of Oxalate. And then your debit card, you get that too, because you're all grown and you know how to subtract. So you figure out if you want some mashed potatoes at a half a cup, you're taking about 30 milligrams out of your bank account. You got 70 bucks left. So there's plenty of Oxalate in your bank account. If you mind your portions, stay away from almond products and spinach, and you can totally fit things into your uh, into your diet. Also, if you wanted to have, Carol, one medium baked potato at 97 milligrams of oxalate, folks, remember, nobody made a stone because they had one baked potato a week. It's what we do every single day, day in and day out, the quantity we're doing it, along with not getting our calcium needs met. That's how we get kidney stones, calcium oxalate ones. There's other reasons, but that's a big one, big reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. And the freedom there is very valuable, I think, because it's yes. not just everything's gone. It's other yes. than almonds and spinach, maybe, but everything else is basically still on the table for the most part. Yes. You know, as a matter of fact, I had a patient today that said to me, Jill, 
you know, and I have worked private privately with him going over his urine collection results two times now. And he said, you know, I was so busy paying attention to oxalate that now my now I just made a uric acid stone because I was overeating meat protein. I was overeating protein. And so now I formed a different type of stone. So that's why the kidney stone diet is all about all of these goals. It is so little about oxalate once you get this down. For those of you who have malabsorption issues, yes, you are special. It's very, it's a very low percentage, but I want to acknowledge you. I see you, I hear you, and they are different, but for they are different. But most kidney stone formers can easily have the hundred. And one of the things he said is, I, I know you have always said that, but I've just been so very nervous. I'm like, yeah, but here's the deal. You've done like 10 urine collections. Your oxalate has never been high, ever. So you, you see what I'm saying works. But, you know, people, the reason I'm, I'm saying that is because people are so nervous about the oxalate. Because if they Google anything, anybody is going to talk about oxalate and they're going to really go you know, a little crazy about it. When I'm telling you after 25 years of doing this coming in October, I'm looking at these urine collections every day. So I understand there's one bucket. People are anxious because they've just been through hell. But then look at my bucket and what I'm looking at every day. I'm looking at thousands of urine collections a year. And so based upon the advice I give them, unless you have malabsorption issues and you follow the advice I'm giving, people... They, their oxalate just remains under 30, which is where we want it to be. It's not a problem. But because people are so focused on the oxalate, I'd rather all of you be super hyper vigilant about the salt and added sugar and getting fluids and the calcium, all of that, more than the oxalate. Take away spinach and almonds. You'll work on the oxalate, but it's not going to be a problem. Most of you got the high oxalate levels too because of all the calcium you didn't have. Nobody's getting enough calcium. So that's the bigger problem, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard, Jeff, because for being a sick person, for somebody who's had a lot of illness in her life, I so get that bucket of people that are like, Jill, I'm still freaking out, even though what you say, I know you're not lying to me, but I'm anxious. And believe me, the anxiety I have to this day with not just food, but because of my bowel issues, I need to go here in an hour or I need to shoot the podcast with Jeff in an hour. I can't eat until now, you know, later in the day, because if I eat, I may have too many bathroom issues. So I'm always like anxious because can I eat now? Should I wait? Should I do? Can I? And sometimes folks, I'm freaking hungry. But depending upon the busyness of my day, I may have to wait an extra two hours to get a meal in. The reason I'm sharing that with you is God knows I understand the anxiety that any of you have, because I too have it with my illness. It brings on a lot of anxiety. And so then we're trying to manage that too. It's not easy. And so although sometimes I may come off as, oh, just do what I say, uh, or I sound glib, I promise you, it goes on 25 years of experience seeing these urine collections every day and having so many successful patients. And also I, I understand the anxiety. So I would never steer you wrong is I guess what I'm trying to say. I would never do that because I have my own issue. So I so understand. Was I clear with that, Jeff? It's so very important to me that I am. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, you have firsthand okay. experience. It's not all of your experience as a professional is in kidney stone prevention. All of your experience as a patient 
is from your your cancer. So it's yeah. they're different, but you know then both sides as the practitioner yes. and as the the patient experience in this really just debilitating yeah. pain and uh and suffering. Yeah. And yes, all of it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whenever we're sick in life, no matter what you have, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, kidney stones, there is then you get the illness, you get the physical aspect of the illness, but you will also have the emotional aspect of all that illness, the medications, the side effects, the treatments of that illness. You will now have the emotional side effects as well. It goes hand in hand. And quite frankly, I don't think we talk enough about that publicly. Not we, you and me, Jeff, but the the healthcare field. And, you know, also people are, people, especially in my generation, they may still be a little nervous to go to therapists. They feel like, oh, I should be able to deal with this. The, The emotional aspect of being sick needs to be, I like to talk about it a lot so it brings some uh, you know, it brings some openness, it brings some non-judgment to it, it brings some safety for those that are suffering in silence. So I like to talk about my illness, my anxiety that goes with it, some of the things I suffer with, because it may be hitting other people like, yeah, me too. You know, and especially since people are like, oh, Jill's my role model. I'm not being stuck up. I'm just telling you what people think. Or look at Jill's arms, or she works out all the time. It's hard for me. I'm struggling too. So I never want you to think there aren't the days I'm taken to my bed and going, I can't do it. I have those days. So on social media, you're going to see the days where I am at the gym or that. But I also do all my Facebook lives. I will do Instagram and TikToks. And I will say, I'm having a shitty day. So all of you who are too, I see you. I'm not always like, you know, uh, an athlete over here. I'm trying to get through the days too. And I think it's very important that social media people are very honest and frank about that. And and people, I think one of my biggest things, yes, I'm talking about kidney stones all day long. But what's really important to me as a human being is that people understand that they are not alone when they are ill. It's It can be very isolating. It's debilitating. It's depressing. It's scary and frightening and overwhelming. It's all of those things. So if I give voice to it, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a shy person. Uh, and if, you know, honestly, it's that old saying, if one person benefits from it, you're going to do whatever it takes. And I know that we have a big audience like on Facebook and all our social media, we have about 50, 60,000 people subscribed to some, all of our things all in. So that's a big audience. Anything more than two people is a huge audience to me. So I, uh, I really believe that everyone should see the good, the bad and the ugly so they can not feel alone. That's very important to me because it's, you know, we're all humans and we're all struggling and some days are good and some days are bad. Uh, But I also think we learn the most from the bad days. And then we can appreciate the good days even more. So it's all about balance. And nobody here is uh, having good days all the time. I just want to make sure everyone understands that too. Jeff and I struggle as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the the perfect uh, note to wrap on. Again, thank you yeah. for your question. If you're out there with a question, 773-789-8763. Or if you are outside of the U.S., you can leave a voice memo, record a voice memo. And email that to podcast at kidneystonediet.com. But yeah, we love featuring everyone's voice. They uh, really help uh, 
keep us on top of all the questions that maybe we might not hit because you're talking yeah. to people every single day, but there's inevitably things that we haven't touched on in the show. We're 150 episodes in and there are things we still haven't gotten to or things that we're going to go deeper on. It's, it's just so it's never ending. So yep. we appreciate everyone who tunes in. If you want to go deeper with the course or uh, kidney stone diet meal plans or anything, that's just kidneystonediet.com where you can find that and the email newsletter and everything else. But thanks again for listening and we'll see you all next time. Thanks, Carol. It was a wonderful question. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Good question.